I'm Alex. And I'm Adam. And this is Bropium for the Masses. Welcome everyone to Bropium for the Masses. I am Alex as usual. And uh, you are, who, who are, who, what's your name there, sir? I is Adam. <laughs> uh, welcome and thank you for uh, coming back to listen to this uh, marginally informative, clearly opinionated, mm, mostly wrong about everything. No, I'm kidding. Uh, podcast, uh, interesting digression into fart jokes and... Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, and and politics as as there there uh, it's a mar- it's a marriage made in heaven. Uh, fart jokes in politics, to be perfectly I, honest. Yes. I like to think that we're ruthlessly entertaining, <laughs> as in we will do anything it takes to be entertaining. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so what are we drinking? Oh man, drinking? what are we drinking, Alex? Today, I am I'm going back to. La, la Padre Land, and I am drinking a Peroni, a nice Italian the lager. Fazerland. Yeah, the the Nostro Zero. It is delicious. If you haven't ever had a Peroni, it's something like, to me, a cross between a Corona and I'm trying to think. It's like, yeah, well, I guess it's an Italian Corona, really. Like an Italian it's a, Corona. It's a it's a light, very light lager. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. I mean, I, I could drink like twenty of them. They're, yeah. they're very and easy. Glass yeah. only. I'm. Uh, I am a little staunch oh, when yeah. it comes to that. I uh, I prefer my Peroni in a glass bottle. Yeah, for, yeah. Oh, I'm with you. Like for some reason, beer out of a bottle just it does taste better. I it's I I know crisp. There's a crispness <laughs> yeah. to it. And I feel like the glass. Once the glass is cold, it tends to like keep the beer colder for a little bit longer than than the can but i don't know if that's factually correct or not i mean the way I feel all of our physics listeners let's uh oh let's you, this came up for me the other day let's let's use our our newton's law of cooling and how heat transfer occurs from one body to its environment so alex my right. guess is that glass is a better insulator than aluminum I think you mean Newton's law of thermodynamics. Is that, what you mean? Uh, that, no, that wouldn't be Newton's law of thermodynamics, but it applies it? the second law of thermodynamics oh, okay, okay. Oh, for Newton's law of cooling and how a, a body uh, cools down in an environment by transferring heat through the pressure differential between the body and the environment that it's in. Yeah, that's right. Fact <laughs> listeners. Science. <laughs> That was not your subject. <laughs> Clearly, it was know. not. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> so, Alex, I think the most important question is, what are you drinking? I'm actually drinking a neutral. Have you ever seen these? I have. Yeah. They, honestly, I've been drinking them on the golf course because it's a little bit, you know, just, I feel if I have a couple beers on the golf course, one, I, I'm tired. And two, I got to watch the libs, man. Got to watch the, mm-hmm. uh, the midsection. So, yeah. These, what are these neutrals? They're 130 calories, which honestly, that's actually a lot compared to the, um, I think the Landshark uh, seltzers. They're like 90, but you know what? It's okay. You could always good. just go on the vodka diet and then, you know, that. Right. Just, just straight shots of vodka. Straight shots of vodka. Right. But it's like, this, it's not even the drinking. It's the sipping and like the social aspect of, dr- yeah. of having a drink with you. But yeah. yeah, I mean, if yes, if I wanted to just get polluted. I agree. Straight straight to the vodka. 
for sure. I, I think 50% of switching to just the straight vodka, like if you're like me, you enjoy a good sip of, of some Stoli, but yeah. to the sane human being, I think you're just knocking back the shots because I hear that um, post-drinking vomiting is actually great for the calorie reduction. Like you're effectively <laughs> just relieving your body of the potential energy that it would have to digest. You're Oh, I thought you were saying that like violent vomiting creates you're working up a sweat to burn off those calories anyway. I, like you're I certainly mean, st- <laughs> if, we're, if we're talking about the worst flu I've ever had, I lost weight on two fronts. So <laughs> Okay, so what are we talking about today? We're talking about uh, we've yeah. got a couple of happy topics. At, at the point of that we're recording this, the Queen has just died. Uh, the Queen of England, Elizabeth II. So that's, everyone's going to be talking about that. I feel as though I'm going to take a different turn on while we're bringing it up, um, as we do. Um, what else did we want to talk about today? Oh, we, br- she her last duty as a Queen was to <laughs> uh, bring in... Captain or Mrs. Madness, yeah, the new PM, yeah. uh, which I think is there's probably some interesting things there. Um, we want to talk about, or I want to talk to you today about grooming and how um, every single LGBTQ person is doing it to every young person who they tell they're gay. Yeah. I don't know if you knew this, but that's a form of grooming. I'm actually being sarcastic. Um, yeah, so it's a term we hear a lot. So I, I wanted, wanted to kind of do a little bit of a dive on the what this loaded term of grooming. And what was the last thing? Oh, the Argentinian. Uh, it was a PM, right? Or former the PM. V, v, VP. VP, that's it. VP, yeah. The former VP. Is she former? I feel like she's a former. I don't think she's a current VP. Um, Christina Fernandez this, de Kirchner was... Is yeah, is I think she's oh, okay. she's an existing VP, yeah. So also, that was my VP. attempt at saying her name, so I apologize for that. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, let's see, Christina Hernandez de Kirchner. De Kirchner. I feel like, yeah, no, I feel like you got it. Yeah, that, that yeah, sounds it's like a- assassination attempt, and what the tinfoil hat people will be maybe saying about it, or or why it might be interesting to anybody and why people are talking about it. So, yeah. What do you want to do first? I think, Alex, we should pay our respects. Okay? Mm-hmm. I think we should pour one out for the homies and really, really just mourn all of those who have suffered under colonial occupation by the British monarchy. <laughs> I knew you were going to go this way. Okay, so you beat me to it. That's kind of the way. Actually, I wasn't going to go that way, but I was going to I, it's funny. It's like the woman's not even in a coffin yet. And the articles and people criticizing the colonialism of the British monarchy and like, the, you know, essentially 70 years of colonialism. It's not it like they I could have guessed that minutes after her death, this would have been happening. Right. So. Um, so, yeah. Why did you say that? Why was that the first thing that came to your mind? Well, I, I mean, to some, you know. <laughs> There's a cycle of like birth, death, and rebirth. Some people believe in that kind of, you know, mm-hmm. that cosmic cycle. And some believe that death is just a new beginning upon a, a new uh, a, a new journey that you go on. Um, and maybe that is where 
that new journey is a celebration for the death of the longest reigning monarch in on the British throne. And maybe we can finally reopen discussions about kind of not accepting our imperial overlords from a previous generation or two. Like these are all conversations I feel like we've been waiting to have. It just took the death of that woman because we're like, I don't know, decorum, decorum. She's still alive. The cuz nuzzler that she was. Well, do we really need people to be dead to be, to be critical of their, of their leadership? I don't know. No. Maybe because, you know, there might be an element of like, well, she was 96. So, um, no tragedy. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's funny. There's a, I used to work with this guy. He was an older dude and he used to say really racist shit. He also used to never recycle. And, um, so where I was working, we, um, like most people's place, place of work, you have a recycling receptacle and a garbage in close proximity, you know, mm-hmm. everywhere you go in malls and places of business, they all, <coughs> excuse me, they have these, whatever it's like paper, um, organics, something like that. Anyway, our workplace was no different. You could throw, you could drink a can of, uh, pop or soda. You could take that can and put it directly into the recycling bin. Or right beside it, you could throw it in the garbage. So it requires no extra effort, right? Because some people say, well, we do, you know, we had this conversation about recycling and how you're, you're, you told me it doesn't basically do anything. It accounts for less than 1% of global recycling capacity. Yep. Okay. So put that aside. Um, Mm -hmm. But the effort required to recycle in this case was the exact same as the point I'm making. So. I see him drink uh, this, this coworker drink uh, some soda one day. He throws the can in the garbage. And I said, hey, the recycling bin's right there. And he looks at me totally serious, but not intending to be an ass, but just serious. He goes, it's not going to matter by the time I die. Like, it's not going to matter in my lifetime. Like, I, 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 resources are plentiful. And he said it in a way that was like, what? what? But what about your kids and grandkids? But you could tell... That didn't occur to him. Mm-hmm. And maybe there's something like that here where it's like, well, look, the queen is the queen and no amount of criticism is going to change her 96 years on the planet. And really some type of some ideologies and and things like that, they're just going to die with her. We don't need to push her to the grave early or, or listen to anything she really has to say because those old era, uh, you know, whatever they are, uh, po- uh, British, uh, post-war world war two world war two two ideas and and her old ideologies about marriage things like that and having black grandchildren i just think like those just die with her we, mm-hmm. there's nothing we could really do about that so i don't see it as like a oh yeah now she's gonna now she's dead and good she takes all of her hate with her and colonialism it's like mm, I, I i just don't i think people are maybe get too upset that way but i don't know but, what but your, what your Alex, let's let's not forget as as the tally chart stands you know, allegedly having black grandchildren, a, mm-hmm. a big negative. Marrying your third cousin, second no, cousin. No big deal. No big deal. No big deal. <laughs> Not yeah. even, sorry, third cousin on your mom's side, second cousin on your dad's side. No big deal. No big deal. Because royalty. So do we, I feel like we're opening ourselves up here for something like, and I say us, I mean the left. You're opening yourselves up to, to this is a symptom of the left, man. We have a person who 
Um, let's use a Canadian that's um, been been controversial. Uh, is it Johnny McDonald? Was that the last person to be yep. very controversial? Yeah. Well, so not not the last, but definitely a more controversial figure than not. Sure. Now, for everything, for everything John A. McDonald did in Canada, well, let's agree he did some things that were, at, by 2022 standards, abhorrent. Yeah. E- easily agree. Okay. By by the standards of his day, though, we wouldn't, no one considered this behavior bad. So we do this on the left. We try to future cancel p- people where it's like, well, we'll just, We'll cancel Queen Elizabeth at 96 after this, you know, colonialist reign for some number of years, which again, all that's changed now. But we we tend to just go the that way to canceling her without kind of realizing like, look, there's some number of lives that were saved by her stabilizing many different countries, right? There's some number of, of people who were educated, got great health care. You know, th- those are almost immeasurable. But what we tend to do and again, I'm going to bring up an article here that I think is going to be maybe drive this home. It's like we we on the left, we tend to demonize people for like maybe some pretty severe mistakes of their time instead of saying, look, today's different. And I and we can't necessarily hold, ev- hold everyone to the standard of today, because if we do that, none of us are safe. Right. Mm-hmm. I I don't know what I did. I was speeding when I was 17 and got pulled over by a cop. I mean, am I the worst person ever? It's like, no, teenagers speed. That's a thing that we all do. If Ted Cruz, who's pro incest and rape, allegedly, was speeding when he was 17, him and I have something in common. We were speeding teenagers, right? It's like, that's the thing that is common amongst <laughs> us all. Where we Are we bad people and need to be canceled? So this is a bad example, the speeding one. But no, it, it's, it's like, I don't think that's, you know... I, I just think that this is a symptom of the left sometimes is this this cancellation. And again, she's not even their body's not even cold yet. And I see this New York Times opinion piece come up by this um, Maya Jasanoff. She's a professor of history at Harvard mm-hmm. and she is just shitting all over the queen. <laughs> it's like, lady, her body's still warm. Like maybe I don't know. Hold, hold on, though. She's got to catch. I think you're, you raise an incredibly good point. But she's got to catch the wave of the media frenzy. So mm. in the re- in the reporter's issue, defense, uh, that's reporter's a separate issue. Defense, yes, she's yes. had this one in her back pocket for like a solid year, year and a half. Right. She's like, she's like, <laughs> her husband died. St- yeah. Statistically, she's she's got it. She's got eighteen months. So yeah, yes, she, like, correct, yeah. That's just that's just basically she's been Those are hard on facts. the countdown. Yeah. Hard facts. Yes. So. Yeah. I think on that in her defense, she's got to she's got to ride the media wave. To your point, yes, we cannot all uh, to be held to the standard of today only if we do not negate the standard of the past. That's that's totally fair. I think that's yeah. actually very considerate. It's very considerate of the past. Well, I, I want think- to read her her article here just to drive, like just to maybe put a pin in what you're saying here because I think you've just made you've just said something interesting um, regarding. Um, you know, sort of the sins of the past kind of thing. Um, she says, uh, you know, you see pictures of the queen all the time. So I'm just going to paraphrase here. Um, the pictures you see are always her posing with people and they're, they're very contrived, 
put there for a reason, right? It, and she says it's because the, of the violence that lies behind them. They're always, they have to look good because she's such a violent person. She says in 1948, the colonial governor, governor of Malaya declared a state of emergency to fight communist guerrillas and British troops used counterinsurgency tactics the Americans would emulate in Vietnam. In 1952, the governor of Kenya imposed a state of emergency to suppress an anti-colonial movement known as Mau Mau, under which the British rounded up tens of thousands of Kenyans into detention camps and subjected them to brutal, systemized torture. In Cyprus in 1955, notice the theme here, 48, 52, 55, 63. She goes on to say Yemen in 63, British governors again declared a state of emergency to contend with anti-colonial attacks. So... Fair enough, but it, you can't you can't criticize someone for something. You can't criticize them now on their once they've died or on their deathbed. She's ninety six. Did she make mistakes or did the British Commonwealth make errors? Yes, but to say that the Queen was solely the person who was the architect of killing Kenyans, it's terrible what they did. But it's not to say that this woman was the only person who did this she's mostly a figurehead so the british government in fact in a lot of ways did this but she almost makes no mention of this in her article and doesn't lay that look we all allowed these things to happen right all the governments of the day would have allowed some of the stuff to to be happening and i i just i i think it's very disingenuous and it's such a symptom of the left right now to cancel everybody for things that happened 20 plus years ago Anyway, sorry, bit of a diatribe there, but no, I think I. So what we don't often do is compare and contrast. We often mm-hmm. just contrast. I will do it. I'll give you one more too, since it is as egregious as you know Kenyan murder villages or torture villages, and that's the Queen hanging out with Mother Teresa, probably one of the worst, most evil bastards to ever roam the planet, and you know letting people right. die in in her death cult. <laughs> You know, the Mother Teresa of Calcutta saying, oh, yeah, I'm here to, to save people. Yeah, she just didn't give people morphine and let them die in suffering because she said it brought Terrible. them closer to God. Her God. Terrible. Her God. Yes. Not their Her God. God. That's right. <laughs> especially, especially if they believed in a different God. She's like, you're going to get some extra suffering on top of your suffering. How about an extra large suffering for you, good sir? So, again, we have the queen totally meets with, uh, meets with you know, Mother Teresa says, hey, you're doing great work. You're wonderful. But, you know, whatever like uh, you know, order of merit or some shit like that, or order of the British crown. And what what's happening is the reason, the reason we don't often compare, we often contrast is because there, there is effectively, especially with monarchs, a, an attempt to remain relevant in the modern era. Yeah. And unfortunately that, that attempt to remain relevant is oftentimes come with just rubber stamping power. So if I go and I rubber stamp power wherever I see power, I am going to rubber stamp a few good ones, but I'm also going to rubber stamp a few bad ones. And of that's, that's, you know, the, the people who are pro-democracy and the bloody dictators. And that's the problem. I think that's the inherent problem with, with any, any monarch in the modern era, and specifically the queen, is that, now we can all breathe a sigh of humorous relief that the old hag has finally died. And that is maybe so that she can no longer go out 
and rubber stamp power, regardless of its vicious or respectable origins. That's that's why I make the jokes. That's why I crack the wise, because I'm like this, despite whatever good this woman has ever seen, she has overseen a remarkable amount. And, Mm -hmm. And actually, a probably in future incomparable amount of of sorrow and suffering equivalent only. And we're talking numbers on the board people when it comes to being in the wrong place at the wrong time, equivalent only. And two, I can't believe he's still alive. Henry fucking Kissinger. <laughs> she like <laughs> you know, two people who have always been there when people were dying and suffering. It's either the queen or it's Henry Kissinger and the queen is dead. So we can only hope that Kissinger follows promptly. 25 years ago, but that's neither here nor there. Um, He will get his own day where people are lauding his death. That's, that's very much, we're all waiting for that celebration. I want to be clear. I'm not saying everything she did was right. Right. I'm I'm, I'm certainly not making that case. I'm I'm also not making the case that like any, any of the things that she did that were abhorrent or atrocity, you know, that would meet the, the, bar for atrocity. I'm not suggesting that her good deeds outweigh those being that bad. I, I, I'm fully admitting that there are British colonialism has done quite a bit of bad across the world, but I'm drawing the listener's attention to the idea of the woman's not even cold yet. And here we are, we're, we're canceling her. And I think that um, what we, this is the other thing that worries me. When we start to cancel someone, it's a signal to the right to take up the mantle, yeah, of that of heroism. Oh, the queen was a hero. She spread A, B, and C across the world, and we as conservatives love her now. So we're we're actually handing our opponent someone who we can um, we can kind of fight over. Yeah, martyr in some way. Martyr, yeah, yeah. So so cancel culture not only is doing that. It's also driving people who get canceled, obviously not the queen, but other people like Jordan Peterson is actually a good example of this. It drives people like Jordan Peterson from the center to the right, right? It moves the needle in some ways. So there's a lot like Brett uh, Weinstein. There's a guy who was like 100% a Democrat and cancel culture moved him exclusively to the right. He's a freaking COVID, uh, you know, vaccine denier. So uh, that might not be an apt description of him but uh, you understand what i'm saying here the guy has moved we we took he was villainized and canceled by the by the left and the right says come here we have open arms so i I really think we need to rethink the idea of cancel culture in um and this may be the moment where it's like canceling the queen three hours after she died i don't really know i I think it it smacks of a little bit of hubris maybe Maybe sure. and maybe that's where you know, the, the you know what the, then okay hold on, given that this you know, whose real fault this is, the obituary right Donald Trump, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my wife would say don't tell her don't tell her I said that the obit the the obit has not come out fast enough to give us a compare comparison of deeds well done and atrocities yeah. committed I think that's what we but, need if you if you rise to a level of power. Even uh, even uh, at a modicum of hers, you got to be like, remember that there were some good things too. Also, well, when is an obituary awesome. gonna? When would the an obituary that was written by someone at the palace going to look like something like a reflective 
piece about her life. That Absolutely a- never. Uh, it would zero in I think bizarre world. It would. <laughs> There's. Uh, it's happening on Earth too. It's not going to happen on Earth yeah. one. The one never happen. So yeah. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yeah, but that's... I do think um, it, it is very so. Uh, what the Queen's death reminded me of was all the things that have been have happened in my life. So, and we can do this. This is an exercise that like people can do listening and you and I can do together. It's like, where were you on nine 11? Right. You can ask yeah. yourself that question. Right. And I remember exactly where I was. Um, where were you when princess Diana died? Cause that was a pretty, that was a pretty mm-hmm. big thing around the world. Right. So I can remember the, that. The and queen now, was sitting in her bedroom saying, good. My plan is <laughs> 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 Mr. Mr. Bernstein. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's yeah. It's where, where was I when Osama bin Laden was killed? Like where, right. So most of the, most of these have to do with people dying, but um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So like um, Gorbachev, we talked about on the last podcast, he just died. And yeah. now we have, uh, we have the queen. Like they, these are major things that go on in, in our lives that we like. Major I've only ever known twentieth century players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's really it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. it's it, it. You know what? It's. I think I'll finally be hit by the queen's death when Al Pacino dies, because then I'll be like, all right, tw- some twentieth century heavy heavy hitters. They're finally yeah. starting to die. That's. The Queen's death will matter when Pacino is dead. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, it'll full, it'll come full circle. They're like, well, man, there's yeah. so many people are dead. So many wow. people are dead. Yeah. I Why mean, me, Henry Kissinger still alive? What the? <laughs> for me, it was when Gord Downey died. I really started to think, yeah, like people I admire and and you know have celebrities that I have these parasocial relationships with. It's like yep. they're dying in my lifetime, and it, it tells me that. I am getting older and people are getting older and dying. So it's kind of a weird, it's a weird thing. When you're, when you're 17, you don't think about people who die in the world. You're like, oh, people die. Oh, well, you know, but it's really like Kobe Bryant, actually. I know I'm not. Yeah, the same that was, that one was like, tragic. That, you know, it's like, that, wow, Kobe's dead. Like, this is crazy. Like, it's, it's, yeah. yeah. I'm, I mean, there's hundreds more probably, but uh, I do think. Gordon Lightfoot, uh, Michael Jordan. Gordon Lightfoot. Yeah. Michael when Jordan's they, still alive. Oh, I was like, what are you talking about? They're both alive. When they die, I'll be like, oh my goodness. Yeah. I thought Gordon Lightfoot was dead and was simply being reanimated (laughs) by some means on stage. Is no, that's not. No. Okay. Never mind. He, he is aging gracefully into obscurity. (laughs) He's got to be like 89, (laughs) When I I was a kid, I used to think that uh, the song bitter green, you know, that, you know, that song. Yeah. Um, bitter green, bitter green, they green called, her called her walking in the sun. I thought it was better drain the cauldron. I was like, <laughs> why are you making anything in a cauldron? This doesn't make any sense. But yeah, just say it to yourself now. Now it's, now it's all, it's all you can hear now. It's all yeah. better drain the cauldron. Yep. <laughs> walking in the sun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Doesn't make but, any sense. You're a kid, you don't know why anything's happening. You're like, what? What are these? What, why are these people singing these songs? None of these words make any sense. Uh, yeah, I, I also used to think when I was like, when I was like two or three, no, when I was like three or four, and I saw people get shot on TV, I was like, man, why would anybody want to be an actor? You're getting shot all the time. Like, people, what they die? Like, I was like, this is terrible. It just well because you don't have a concept of like of death and life and like those things are kind of weird. So when you see these things, you're like, what's happening? 
uh, that looks bad and there's yeah. there's blood and i know when my blood comes out of my body it's not a good <laughs> yeah. thing so that's bad like so it was very when i realized like oh it's all fake but i was like very young when this happened i was like fuck this makes total sense now. <laughs> <laughs> you, were you the might say person. you're a dumb child you're very oh. dumb it's like no one person I, on I the planet who was like, oh, wow, I want Jackie Chan's job. He never gets shot. He just gets mm-hmm. thrown through buildings and falls off buildings and stuff. But all those Correct. guys that get shot, oh, man, they got, they're got always getting shot. That must hurt okay. so much. You're bringing up something interesting, though. Jackie Chan does his own stunts and yes. gets hurt constantly. And gets hurt constantly. <laughs> yeah. So he's like a, the worst example. Yeah. He probably has been shot. <laughs> he's, he's at least broken Every bone in his body in different parts yeah. of his life. What's the yeah. movie where he has to jump from a moving train? Is it Big Trouble in Little China? No, no. no it's um, Oh, I can't remember what that one is. And, and I remember in the outtakes, he jumps and he breaks his ankle like instantly. They put a cast, but they colored the cast to look like a sneaker. Sure, yeah. And he still does the second shot. And he, he makes it. It's like, this guy is a maniac. Yeah, yeah you should look He's it like, up. I think it's, yeah, is it? Oh man, I th- I feel like it's big trouble in Little China, just, where it's a he's like a moving metro and he has to jump off the train onto the ground. And when he does in the outtakes, he instantly breaks his leg, and he's like, "Damn it!" And he's like, "Oh no, this is the last scene in the movie or something." No, you're big trouble in Little China was with Kurt Russell. This is like a different. Oh movie. yeah, I'm thinking but, of something like, like with a title like, like that. Yeah, like Hong Kong Trouble or something. Or you're <sighs> yes, sorry, you're right. It's something yeah. like that. Jackie Chan train jump. But my favorite thing about that guy is that we'll be here all night. He's made he's made a thousand movies. He's made a thousand movies. But he's always <laughs> always like I've never I've never been in an in uh in a situation where I was in complete agony after what I had just done to myself. But right. then after uh, being in that complete agony, I saw what I did and I said you know, I better do this one more time to get it right. Like, you know, splitting wood with an axe and I just go right into my foot. And I'm just like, ah, all right, one more time. One more time. I've got to get this right. After you went, ah, it's uh, called, it's Rumble in the Bronx. That's what it is. Rumble in the Rumble Bronx. Rumble in the Bronx. Yeah. I thought a big trouble, little China, Rumble. I was kind of saying. Same, same city, probably. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They probably were all yeah. filmed in Georgia. Absolutely. Escape from New York, you know. <laughs> yeah. That's just yeah. <laughs> everything's filmed in Georgia for some reason. Everything's filmed in Georgia. They have they have the Everyman City in Georgia that you can film Those literally film any. credits. Yeah. You know, I'm surprised to find out a lot of things filmed. Lots of stuff is filmed in Toronto because we have a very like clean city with wide streets and people Looks like, like Toronto New York. to film. Yeah. Yeah, it Looks does like, look a lot like New York. Yeah. Yeah. Except for those giant tubes that come up from the street that get sewer gas. That raise a sewer grass ten feet off the ground. Yeah, we don't have yes. any of those. We don't. We don't we have just, any yeah. Ninja Turtles esque exploding okay. sewer grates. Correct. None that of those exist be, in Toronto. Would be pretty cool. We've handled the rotting of our sewage and um, effluence much better, I think, than New York. <laughs> yes. Hot five dollar word here, people. Our effluence. Mm-hmm. Wow, mm-hmm. someone's effluence. got a word a day calendar. <laughs> <laughs> Say it, love it, learn it. Effluence. Effluence. Okay, let's move on um, from uh, yeah, shitting all over the queen's yeah. dead body. Yeah, yeah. Pour, pour, one out for, pour one out for Liz because she's brought another Liz into the British leadership. That well, actually, I guess one can draw a straight line 
from <laughs> yeah. the queen meeting Liz Truss and then the queen dying. So what immediately I mean, dying? Yeah, immediately <laughs> dying. So if that if that isn't an ill omen, I, uh, I I'm not superstitious, Alex. I'm a little stitious. But I don't want you to go look it up. But I did see Liz Truss had a umbrella, and it looks like she stabbed the queen in the leg with yes. the umbrella. During the, actually, when she's shaking her hand, you can see that with her behind, she's doing like a behind the back basketball pass slash umbrella poke into the queen. So I think, and I also noticed a small Russian flag tattoo on the back of her neck. But yes. whatever. I mean, I don't know for a f- fact, but I know it to be true. Allegedly, yeah, Allegedly. it's the old the old plutonium pellet in the back of that that's leg. It. Yeah, that's it. Plus, so it is this, interesting that a, a Liz in, Liz in Liz out. I do think Liz that in, Liz really, it's, it's a one yeah, Liz policy. Yeah, it's like it's like this episode when, when Homer's like Homer's like, can I come up to the treehouse? Uh, no like, Homer, no Homer's, and he's like, well, what what about Homer Jane or Homer L? And they're like, no Homer's. We're allowed to have one. <laughs> I love it. Aww. Oh, he's like does that, yeah. Uh, yeah, so Liz Truss Liz is the new Truss, PM. Yeah, the after woman the disgraced- going to be holding up the infrastructure of the British leadership w- with her name only. That is basically... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> there are no substantive policies in which Liz Truss no. can enact to yeah. do anything of value. <clears throat> yeah, so I kind of looked her up too because I was thinking, who is this woman? I've never heard her name. But I mean, we don't know British politics that well. So like, it's not like I should have heard her name or something like that. But um, Alex, she's we're, seen we're as... plebeians. We don't understand what the that's, bourgeoisie that's does. That's yeah. actually true. That's true. Yeah. I don't know how big the parties are at Boris Johnson's house during COVID. I don't, I just, no. I, you know, I'm never getting an invite. I, I don't know anything about them. Um, but yeah, I kind of, I was kind of surprised that this woman's no, I, sorry. I should say I wasn't surprised that she's kind of more far, far right than Boris yes, Johnson is. She is right. Which is, which is again, how things are trending in the world or appear to be trending. And I kind of always thought like British politics wasn't, there's something about British politics was kind of like, oh, they're all civilized. They're more civilized than everybody else. And even their left and right wing politics isn't that left or right. But uh, I was wrong. I am very wrong about this. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) totally wrong. She is, she is a, what would you call the reverse of Robin Hood? She's actually more, she's, she's a classic monarch, Alex. She likes to steal from the poor and give to the rich. Yeah. She's a libertarian of the worst order. Yeah. Um, The, the type that's, that you're totally right. Is like, we need to give more tax cuts to rich people and, and it just, let's cut taxes like crazy. And it's like, yeah, that, that's never statistically worked in the history of the world. Mm -hmm. But, uh, but do you, I guess. Maybe this time it will. Um, she's lauded as having, um, by economists, having policies that will just likely ruin Great Britain <laughs> uh, and just put them from the brink of recession into a full-on recession. So yes. So I, I don't want to say we'll wait and see, but I feel like that's a foregone conclusion here. To some I extent, I just I like to I like to think of Liz Truss. As the Nigel Farage that no one wanted, but somehow <laughs> got got stuck because yeah. we already uh, the world already got a Nigel Farage, which I believe, as John Oliver said, has 
2014's most punchable face. Um, and I would say he's probably held that title annually, year over year. <laughs> most punchable face, that guy. But Nigel like, Farage is a kick, has a kickable face, actually. Oh, like, he's, a, like, like um, uh, what's his name there uh, that does the roundhousing all the time? Help me out here. Um, his left and right leg are called Law and Order. Help me out. Help me out. <laughs> <laughs> under underneath his beard there's no chin there's just another another fist fist. help me out you know who he is walker (laughs) texas yeah no yes (laughs) he had he sued he sued cbc cbs for for copywriting his left and right leg law and order yes uh i'm trying to think of motherfucking norris (laughs) think of some other chuck norris jokes that i love um Oh, his tears cure cancer, but it's too bad he's never cried. Like <laughs> <laughs> he needs Nigel Farage needs a Chuck Norris roundhouse kick to the face. That's what he needs. That's he has a roundhouse kickable face. Punching is just that's too simple for Nigel. Too simple, yeah, yeah, yeah. He also looks like if a a bloat like a, a bloated frog were given a. a yeah, yeah, mated with a human being, and and this is the product of their of their love or it's, hate. It's In this getting, case, I would think it would be more like hate. Yeah, there, there's there's there's, there's a, I would say like a really sad or rather unfortunate aesthetic determinism to some people because that mm-hmm. dude looks like a big old evil piece of shit, and then grew up to become. An evil, pe- like nominal <laughs> determinism. The guy named the guy named Johnny Racecar just so happened to be a race car driver. Like exactly. aesthetic yeah, determinism. Yeah. Everyone at a young age looked at Nigel Farage and said, "Jesus, you're an ugly bastard who's going to do something <laughs> evil one day." And he just proved exactly. everybody right. Like he had. It's not even he a was, face a mother could love. And if that mother probably, love him, squint. probably raised by Belgians. They are so damn <laughs> evil. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And Farage, come on, man, come on, just yeah. come on. Okay, uh, back to Liz Truss. Liz, Liz um, Truss is the female version of this man, and unfortunately, she's got this like dopey of the seven dwarves walking into a room, surprised that people are there to hear her speak. Kind of look to her all the time. Yeah, where she's, like she's just nervous. Like, she's like, "Shit, I didn't prepare anything." It's like, no, no. No one expects you to have prepared anything. Honestly, <laughs> every, every, and it's, I'm, I, ha, I might have been cherry picking because I've only ever seen her say stupid things. And every time she walks into a room, it's like she's surprised to see people in her kitchen. So she's just like constantly walking into press conferences and she's like, oh, there are people here. And I'm like, this person's clearly prepared for their uh, mm-hmm. for their test today. Yeah. So, yep. Yeah. She's, well, I'm going to. I think this, there's some things in here that are not going to be, are going to be unsurprising to you. Um, I was looking, I was just looking obviously some, through some articles about her. I don't know who this one is by. Uh, it's, it's by, uh, hold on a second. Oh, it's CBS. Okay. So it's, it's well, whatever, whatever, however you feel about CBS. Um, she initially campaigned against Brexit, which I was kind of surprised by. I thought, she would have been all in on Brexit, but like a true uh, conservative, she immediately changed her position. Changed her once position. It, <laughs> once it happened and once they won it, now it's her idea. So yeah. she changed her position after the public referendum, supported the exit from European Union. Uh, she has pledged as leader to wipe much of the EU law that bound Britain as a member of the Block of the Books. 
including labor and environmental rules that she considers outdated. I always love when someone has absolutely no standing uh, to deal with law, uh, labor disputes, environmental rules. She probably, uh, my intuition is she has no expertise in these things, yet because she holds public office, she can simply do what she likes. Mm -hmm. And this is um, maybe the nobleitis uh, at its, maybe it's worst here, but I feel like I'm doing her a service by suggesting she has any expertise in anything. You might correct me on this. Um, she's also hardcore against oh, "quote unquote" woke culture. Oh uh, yes, uh, which, uh, another which another anti woker. She loves sleepiness. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, I guess I could have guessed. Oh, you're conservative? Yeah, you don't like wokeism, do you? Yes, because yeah. that is such a tagline of the right. So I don't even know what that means, and I'm sure that. One, I'm sure her supporters don't, and I don't even know, and I'm a centrist. I'm not even sure what she means by woke culture. So, um, but yeah, so that's Liz Truss in a nutshell. This um, is yeah. This is another instance where, uh, again, so, you know, Britain now gets its own, or rather, an even, an even more disappointing demagogue. So this is like... We thought Bojo was a disappointing demagogue. Like, really? This guy? But at least that guy was smart enough to fool the masses by distracting them with his hair. Like, at least he correct, could correct. He could actually... Yes. He, was, yeah. he was smart enough to play us all the fool. We have not yet seen that with Madam Truss. No. What are, uh, tr- Trustobel? Trustworthy. <laughs> She is, she is oh. trustworthy. Oh, she um, should do her, uh, yeah, she should do her, her social media, man. Trust, oh, yeah. trustworthy could be, yeah, no, that's, she's that's the most trustworthy there. candidate. Yes, yeah, totally. Yeah, that woman's got the handshake of death and she's batting a thousand. So this is, you know, another, another time where much like Monsieur Pepe, we have a demagogue, clearly, but the most dopey of the seven dwarves demagogue like we could have got sneezy we could have got surly or doc hell we could have got doc but we got no, dopey though we got dopey <laughs> like this is the dopiest damn version of a demagogue and it's like i'm i'm okay, really I, giving I, right right way it's rich almost people like, tax cuts it's almost like you have a fishing rod and you're just reeling me in here because i <laughs> immediately have something that I, that I should tell you how dopey this woman is okay um so apparently she's quite she's known for saying dumb shit dope who, who would have known right um, <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> so in an off-the-cuff comment she said here at the moment, we import two-thirds of all of our apples. We import nine-tenths of our pears. We import two-thirds of our cheese. That is a disgrace, she declared. <laughs> it's like, what? Okay, <laughs> what is that? Why is it disgraceful? Okay, what about starving children? And, and Fractions like, are hard. <laughs> yes, they are. Fractions yeah. are so hard. Everybody forgets yes. about common denominators. We use it colloquially. Find a common mm-hmm. ground. Find the That's lowest it. common denominator. And she's just like, cheese. Cheese is our lowest common denominator. That is a disgrace if we import two-thirds of it. So, but it, she doesn't even go on to say why it's bad. <laughs> right? So it's like, okay, but hold on. If Let's imagine that Britons have a taste for 
Parmigiano Reggiano. <laughs> well, guess what? You're going to have to import it because you can't make it in freaking Great Britain, you idiot. Why, so it's, are, it's, why are we not making our own champagne in the UK, Alex? That is, that is the real question. <laughs> And what? T- yeah, right. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we should be we should be making our own uh, champagne. Kentucky well, bourbon is what I want to make it. It's a region in France, you know. Shut up! I don't like to. Don't disagree with me. Yeah, it's a first rule of uh, fashion. Um, no, but what types of cheese? We import two thirds of our cheese. What what types of cheese? All cheese or sheep's milk cheese or goat's milk cheese? Like. I think that Great Britain has a lot of sheep. So is she talking about only cow cheese? Like what type of cheese are you even talking about? And why is it even relevant? Are Britons that mad about the price of cheese that you need to bring it up or apples for that matter? Also, you live in a temperate climate that's not good for apple growing. What what are you going to do? Grow apple? Try and grow apples? I don't understand. The whole thing, again, this is dopey at its finest, right? This is why she's dopey and not sleepy. It's, It's very hard to decode the words of people who don't know what the fuck they're talking about sometimes. And I find we try to do it and we we get frustrated or we laugh and it's like, well, they don't need any de- decoding. They're just, there's nonsense. This is stupidity. Yeah. Like, and there, we're going to, we're probably going to see a lot of this in the Canadian election. It'll be non-context based complaint simply. And this is classic demagoguery simply to get people riled up with actually sorry we we already had it in the the interview with trudeau the price of coffee is up 30 percent, mr trudeau oh, right. like this yeah. is like there's no there's no context given to what that increase is it's just an increase just an increase is actually it's actually why in well statisticians use basis points over percentages when they try to describe increases in the interest rates of the Central Bank of Canada because they know a basis point is an increase relative to where it's at and a percentage increase is not relative to where it's at. Or sorry, is solely oh, relative it. to that's where it's at. Yeah. yeah. No, that's so the reason, that's, that's the reason a... they picked an anchor of basis points is like you can expect a 0.75 basis point increase so that you know it will rise 0.75 points on a on a hundred point scale, ostensibly. But if I said, "Oh, it's gonna, it's gonna be increased a hundred percent," well, that is a hundred percent relative to its origin point. That's why percentages are tough. That's why fractions uh, are hard. There you go. That's, That's why great. stats, correct. Yeah. stats can be used as a weapon. So we're saying, yeah. "Oh, we import two thirds of all of our cheese." Is not just a stupid statement. It's a statement without a relative origin point. So it's actually the dumbest form of riling people up. She's getting mad over her toys and how other people have toys and she has to get them from them. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, this is another example uh, in the same speech she talked about the cheese. She boasted about heading soon to China's capital, to the Chinese oh, yeah. capital, to open up new pork markets. New pork markets. Remark, she's followed with a broad smile and slightly awkward pause as she appeared to be waiting for applause, <laughs> continues to be one of the most memed moments of trust. I'll be honest with you. I've never seen this meme before. But Alex, I'm sure it's, it's yeah. It's like so. It's how do you use it? How do you use this meme? How do you use this meme? So yeah. Okay. So you remember when you like finally beat Shadow of Colossus? Yes. Difficult video game. It's yeah. super difficult. And you went out in yeah. the street and you announced it to everybody on the street, waiting. And no for one the gave a shit. Like, Hey, nice job. No one gives a shit. Like, it's just like, oh, wow, that's the most underwhelming thing you could have said. I'm going to Beijing to open up new pork markets. 
Yeah. <laughs> no, ultra applause. Well, <laughs> you can you can you can clap now. You can you can clap now. Like that's I love it. That's the most Jeb Bush thing I've ever heard that this woman has done. And Alex, he's he's very low energy. Again, <laughs> if there were ever a time where I miss George Bush, it's kind of right now. <laughs> I love it. The king, the king of dopey politicians is now getting like nearly dethroned because he's like, hey, here I thought. I, I thought the right hand had to know what the left hand was doing. Like he has to like now be challenged by all of these dopes of the yeah. era to dethrone his dopery. I think you're making a point about how much you almost want his dopiness back. That's yeah. how bad things have gotten. You know, it's like, wow, I I'd do anything for George Bush right now. And that's saying something. I think yeah. that's, you know, it's an impactful thing to it's say. It's saying but. something when I want the 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 full arm hand wrist all the way up to the elbow that is dick cheney's right arm up george bush's ass controlling <laughs> Just, the yeah, american yeah. politic because at least i know cheney has a plan it's evil yeah. it's awful it's probably well coordinated across departments but it's still a plan i again he's not He's not good with the safety on a shotgun, but for everything else, he's not bad. He's Remember, not bad. If you get shot in the face by Dick Cheney, it's your fault. And you have you, to go you and fucked apologize. up. Though. Yeah, you fucked up. Why were you on that side? His his. Why were you on his left side? Like, what did you want to get shot? Obviously, yeah, yeah. This is like this is like a, a kid, like a parent sending their kid to Michael Jackson's ranch. That's essentially what it was. The same thing to own to, damn fault. Yeah. It's, it's didn't know I got a, you don't know I got a trigger finger? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. I think I think there's going to be lots of stuff that Trust is going to do, so I don't want to get too deep into it because I'm sure at some point we'll have fun to make of her. But um, but that's, I, that's, I do think it's... It's a really elegant way to put it. We will yeah, soon have I, fun to make of her. Yes, quite. <laughs> <laughs> evil, <laughs> insert evil German laugh now. <laughs> oh. uh, Oh, yes, <laughs> Alex, in, in Deutsch. Ho, 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 ho. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay. All right, All what right. do we got next here? We, you know, we can, we can wrap this next one up quick, man. We, we should at least just quickly talk about Argentinian VP getting shot with, and I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to seed the, the silver hats over here, the, the, mm-hmm. the tinfoil hats. And I think it was. I think she was attempted assassination with an Argentinian-made gun. So if, <laughs> if that doesn't if that doesn't tell you anything, it's don't buy Argentinian, buy American. Um, yeah, that's that's I what I think. There's read. a host of things that are really interesting here. One, uh, where was she? I'm just. I want to get this wrong. She was. She's in. She's in the U.S. Right? Or. I don't uh, think she was in the U.S. No, no, maybe not. She's under like guard, though. Um, she is under guard. Yeah, yeah. And she, I'm trying to find the name of the gun because when I was reading it, it's like a gun known for being like a misfiring gun because it's a bar. Oh, really? Oh, yes. God. Or at least that's that's what the that's what the interwebs says, which I thought to be kind of like 
simultaneously funny and disappointing, especially as an assassin, because you're like really trying to be pro Argentinian cause. He might have worn Argentinian made shoes, pants, shirt. And he's like, I'll use an Argentinian gun with American bullets and the gun misfires, which is kind of just like, dang. It, it, really? I don't want to say it's too much of a metaphor for Argentina, but I guess let's leave that aside. Okay, so here's what we know. the um, This Argentinian VP was leaving a, I think she's leaving a courthouse somewhere. I think it's in Buenos Aires. Don't quote me on that. She's leaving a courthouse. She has all the security around her. And then a man runs up with a handgun. A bursa puts it, it was a thirty a thirty two caliber bursa, an Argentinian made gun. Yes. Oh, okay. So he jams this gun. If you watch the video, it's pretty crazy. He puts it right in her face. Like there's oh, yeah. no chance she's gonna live from this. And he pulls the trigger, and it obviously jams. So uh, she's alive. But that's why we're talking about it. Now, then the guy, the people immediately jump on the guy. He's arrested, taken into custody. Okay. Doesn't this seem a bit strange? That a guy was able to get this close to the VP, run up and jam a gun in her face. Like, I again, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I just think it's a bit strange that the that this that this happened so quickly like this. And what's going on with the VP? Why is she coming out of the courthouse? I, there, I, there's some unpacking to do here. This woman's wildly corrupt. Like, again, I'm not going to make a case here that we should shoot corrupt politicians. That's certainly not what I'm I'm saying. But there is no love lost for this corrupt VP, apparently, in Argentina. She's one of the most corrupt people that's ever been in government there. And that's kind of saying something. I, apparently, the last person who tried to bring her up on charges or tried to, I think it was like a judge or a, a district attorney type that tried to, like, indict her. Yeah, he got suicided somehow. He just turned up dead. Mm. So this woman is not, you know, people are going, oh my God, this poor VP, you know, this failed assassination attempt. It turns out she's actually terribly corrupt. And the Argentinian government has for some time been trying to get rid of her or or catch her in some type of uh, underhanded dealings. So she's uh, she's not a good person, apparently. Again, we shouldn't be just assassinating people. But it also seems weird that of all of the guns that somebody had available to them and ammunition types and reliability, like if you want to kill somebody, okay, one, I would imagine you test fired the gun. You'd imagine this this person had to have test fired at some point. At least if once. If not, right, what are you doing? And then you pick a very unreliable gun that jams a lot. That seems a bit too weird to me. It almost seems like this was planned. I hate to say that, but it seems like almost a publicity stunt to gain for her to gain favor and maybe some sympathy or empathy here. I don't know, man. It just seems very, very strange to me. What are your thoughts on that? No, so there's no way it could be. Well, um, I can, I can never discount possibility because that would be that's uh, that that's not fair, right? I think false. False flag attacks are always an easy answer, right? Because yeah. it seems, especially with oddity, especially with corrupt officials. So we have to take the balance of probabilities that a local could only afford a shitty gun, go and you know attend a, a rally or wherever people are gathering around this politician, find his opportunity, take his shot, 
fire. It doesn't work. He gets taken into custody. The balance mm-hmm. of probabilities of that against he's a plant, maybe even hired, known or unknown, willing or unwilling, goes goes to fire the gun. It's supposed to misfire. He gets taken into custody, and she gets um, uh, she gets sympathy. the The idea, the idea comparatively, is not neither are so far fetched, right? Like you can easily understand how someone who maybe some of the contracts she awarded to her friends, that is money that is being taken out of his pension, out of his salary, you know, something where he lost wages to this woman or he couldn't feed his mm-hmm. family or something. You can easily arrive. There's a reasonable conclusion you can arrive at through anger at a corrupt politician because those effects can be directly affected as or directly felt as the citizen. But that's the problem because of the aftermath and the failure of the attempt. You can easily arrive at, oh, you know, this seems like way too convenient a way for her to draw attention away from her corruption hearings and to try and gather sympathy, yeah. sympathy, sympathy from the nation. So, oh, so she, so she's already been indicted and um, oh, yeah. she, she's, she's supposed to serve a 12 year prison prison sentence. So, so I'm sorry, I'm just getting more facts here. The, she was in Buenos Aires at a home of hers and the guy that came up is actually a Brazilian citizen, but um, he um, or she is supposed to be serving a 12 year prison sentence for corruption in uh, in Argentina, which she's avoiding by being in Brazil. So there's people outside of her home all the time protesting. So she's not a, I'm, I'm not going to say she's not a good person, but she's not a, a character that's, uh, you know, this is just some, you know, poor VP and uh, how did this happen? And we should all be worried for her. There should be people should be standing with her in solidarity. It's like, no, no, this is, this is a person who used their public office for bad. She's kind of like Donald Trump light, I guess, or Donald Trump, Argentinian Donald Trump, maybe. I'm not sure. Oh, when when you're enjoying the, you know, a comparative diplomatic immunity in another country, so that you don't have to go to prison in what? your own while you're Something's still wrong. technically holding office. Yeah, you you fucked yeah. up. Like, but this is the problem. Something's up. This is the problem with enjoying positions of power, especially when it has a lot of money involved. Is that? Let let me put it crudely. Can you blame her? Uh, that's. I think that's a bigger. That's a yeah. That's a bigger, broader problem. But she's. I, I hear you. Based yeah. on based on her ethics history, she's in for a penny, in for a pound now. So. She's likely doing yeah. everything possible to avoid jail. Because well, my and, guess and, is that prison will not be nice to her. Okay, so this is the reason why I think there's something to this. An attempt assassination attempt is exactly what you need for your followers who might be despondent or on the fence to say, you know what? No, I support her. She survived an assassination attempt. So you could this could be has the flavoring of a you know, somebody who's like just really good at media relations. It <laughs> just like staged this whole thing. So I, I, it has a staged feel about it to me. I could be totally wrong, but it's something seems very weird to me about this. I think, I think, and this is something we can probably almost exclusively talk about right wing politicians. <laughs> um, when we see this happen two more times, 
then we're going to realize, oh, this is just another play in the conservative playbook. So when the assassination attempt against Donald Trump happens in the next three weeks, calling it so that he can distract from the Mar-a-Lago. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Because the Hunter, yeah. the Hunter Biden play, it's really not working. It's played out. No, you're right. Uh, we yeah. should expect a, a, a Donald Trump assassination attempt any moment now. Any moment um, now. Yeah, Next year, it's, it's totally going right. to be... It's going to be after the special, uh, special privilege or the special case, special master on his home is going to be lifted by that judge uh, that he hired when he got got a novice. So it's going to be after that lapses, and then documents are going to be getting to the public. There will be an attempt on Donald Trump's life, and then that will distract enough in the media cycle that people are saying, "Well, we can't explore this case right now." A former president just had an assassination attempt. Like that's that's horrible. I think it's funny that you bring up the Donald Trump thing because, um, this if I, I'm going to read you a statement. You tell me who said it. I've said this before. They aren't coming for me. They're coming for all of you. Who does that sound like? <laughs> Jesus, that that sounds like Donald Trump. But it's Fernandez <laughs> de Kirchner. She said oh. that it, it, she she told her supporters at the conclusion of a 90 minute address on Tuesday broadcasting from her YouTube channel and televised by the media for the salaries, for the workers' rights, for retirees, for our indebtedness. They're all after, they're after us all. So it's like, she's that rhetoric that she spews. It's the same thing. It's this, it's the same. I'm corrupt, but she, it's her corruption, but it's, it's that they're all coming for you. And I think that that's, it's so crazy that you just talked about Donald Trump because that's all conservative media has been talking about. It's like, well, if they can do this to the president, they can do this to any American. Yes. They've been spouting the same kind of shit. So either sh- they're playing from one one another's playbooks. But I do think to your point, yeah, a, a Donald Trump assassination attempt is forthcoming. He's going to see the, uh, you know, all the sympathy she's getting from this and say, and he's going to be like, yep, this is what we got to do. <laughs> I wonder so, if he's going to make, uh, who's the daughter that no one knows her name? Tiffany, Kristen, uh, Chris, Tiffany, it's Tiffany. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be Tiffany. That's going to attempt it. I guarantee it's oh, got to be, it has to be her. It it's got to be her or yeah. it's going to be some Antifa left leaning, mm. you know, super, yeah. they're going to find some profile on a person, sure. create it in the next three weeks. Giuliani's going to lead it. And then ultimately the assassination, assassination attempts going to happen. And this, yeah. oh, I'm sorry. What you just said is, <laughs> is foul because, <laughs> right. That quote. Sorry. So they're coming for you. They're coming for the salaries, the workers' rights. Like, yeah. They're not coming for you. They're coming for you. That you know what that is? That is a negation of no one is above the law, because in reality, the statement should be no one is above the law. But which yes, what right. the response yeah. is, if they can come for me, look how easy it'll be to come for you. That idea is like, well, duh. They should be able to come for you. No one is above the law. Yeah, a federal court in Buenos Aires sentenced uh, Kirshner to 12 years in jail, and they want a public a ban from her ever holding public office for the rest of her life for her crimes. So it, it's not like people are there come anyone's coming for you for like not doing anything. <laughs> They're coming for people yeah. who break the freaking law. So that's a great point. This is a, it's almost like an abdication of what she's done, and just and 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 painting it as though. The authorities are out of control. It's like, no, 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 you're a bad person, and they yeah. caught you doing something illegal. 
that's what's happened here. But you're right. Yeah, it's the flip the script kind of narrative, right? So anyway, that's the yep. that's what's going on with that, with the uh, the attempted assassination. Again, I don't see it as a, I don't think it was a genuine assassination. I, I, know, I know that we'll probably never know, but something about it reeks to me. It doesn't feel, it doesn't feel real. If it walks like a duck and misfires like a duck, it's clearly a false flag attempt at earning sympathy mm-hmm. for the sitting, the the that's incumbent VP. Exactly. This is just that's, that's the just, that's the old saying. Yeah, yeah. Alex, Alex, that's that's just like securing pork contracts in Beijing. That's just that's for acting. <laughs> <That's- laughs> <laughs> Let's just be real. Ugh. All right. Well, we have we have a a. a measurably less fun topic to address if you want to dive into it alex that is true that is true so if we may just if we may preface this with allegedly ted cruz is pro rape pro incest and pro child molestation (laughs) let's allegedly allegedly (laughs) let's dive in to alex it's not defamation if it's true, allegedly. If it's a- <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, oh. yeah. So we're talking about the term grooming. Have you've heard? Have you heard this in the? Have you heard people say this word, Alex? Back in my day, grooming yep. was the profession by which famed and acclaimed actor Joe Pesci used to hold himself to. Being a hairstylist, he would groom people. He was a groomer of people. And then when he uh, finally decided that he looked like the tiniest mob boss ever, he shifted <laughs> away from hairstyling and into acting. But Alex, I say this. I bet you he's still an incredible hairstylist. He probably is. He's probably better than he was. Yeah. Because he's wise. He's a wise groomer now. He's a wise he's groomer now. Yes. Yeah. But that's that's the back in my day definition of grooming, Alex. What are you uh, talking gr- Grooming for me in my day was trying not to nick your ball sack with the uh, $29.99 Conair special hair trimmers because it was fashionable to trim your pubic hair. That's what grooming was. It was like, you got to, you got to manscape. You got to keep the downstairs neat and tidy. And I remember like, it's funny because I played in a men's league where like you had a bunch of old guys. I played like pickup hockey, a bunch of old guys. And they had like, you know, shoulder hair that was as long as the hair on my head. Like they just, they didn't grew that manscaping is not a thing, right? When you're in your sixties, not a thing. And and I can remember like dad even saying, cause our, you know, our father plays hockey with a, with a wide variety of, uh, of ages when he was, when he plays pickup order the cases, he's like, all these young guys are all shaving off all their body. (laughs) that's that's a thing man manscaping's a thing now like grooming you know not being a hairy bastard gorilla is like that's that's not a thing he's like ah it's ridiculous and then yeah lo and behold now grooming's like mainstream everyone does it i mean if you've seen the lawnmower i think there's ads on instagram every 10 freaking instagram ads about the lawnmower 3.0 4.0 cases and uh manscaped and there's they've got all sorts of shit to anyway so grooming—that's what grooming was when I was when I when Alex, I was younger. I gotta say, maybe I'm old-fashioned. I am a safety razor kind of guy. I like yeah, like a, like a clean shave. I use I like interchangeable razor blades. I I keep it. I come correct. Keep it smooth and <clears> haven't <throat> nicked myself yet. Buzzers. We're they got we're in the gyrated yeah, teeth. I'm totally on. I'm I'm with you here. Like the safety razor for people who don't know what a safety razor is. It's where you know those like old. Um, 
it's not a cutthroat razor. It's the razor not blades straight, that not a straight razor. Yeah, straight. It's yeah. It's it, you see it. You see people making lines of cocaine with them in every movie you've ever watched. Yeah. Like, those are the razor, razor, razor blades. Let's go. Yeah, correct. Those are those 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 are go in a safety razor, and they only have two sides, and you only get two, you know that's it. So I'm a safety razor convert. Like maybe five six years ago, I do the badger. I do like uh, a, oh, I yeah. use a shaving soap. And honestly, shaving's never been better. I used to hate shaving, um, but uh, yeah, no, I'm a convert to the safety razor. And I recommend <laughs> almost every man, any guy I know who I look at them, and I see that razor burn and they just look miserable. Their skin is on fire. They look yeah. miserable. I say, what do you shave with, man? And it's sometimes if you guys are like, well, what, what, nine what, blade yeah. That's exactly super it. cartridge. I can, you can almost look at a dude that has like bad razor burn and go, that guy sh- shaves with a five blade, five blade razor. Mm-hmm. You know, so imagine two strokes on your face. That's ten blades across your face. Like that's a lot of dragging razor blades across your face. So I don't think people do that calculus. They think, well, we've been led to believe that more blades is better. Mm-hmm. That's just it. So thanks, anyway. thanks, Gillette and thanks, Gillette, yeah, or also, Schick or, or Schick, say owned by the same company, um, mm-hmm. Unilever. But uh, Alex, I, I gotta, I just gotta. Got to point out that Bradley said something kind of formative for me when I was younger. He says, it's like, uh, you know why it's so unsafe for old guys to fall on the ice? No, I don't, Adam. Why? Because their balls are tucked into their knee pads. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Okay. Okay. This is a digression from the grooming discussion, but uh, uh, I, 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 my wife used to work in a nursing home. I've seen a lot of things in nursing homes that no one should ever see. So I remember she came home one night and she's like, you're not going to believe what I saw. I'm like, no, I'm whatever you're going to tell me, it's going to be outrageous. And I'm going to believe it because a lot of crazy shit happens there. Like I get it. She's like, yeah, I, I was downstairs. Uh, people were, you know, leaving dinner, whatever people are hanging out. There's couches around the eating area and some family were coming in after dinner to see, you know, grandma and grandpa who moved into the nursing home, whatever the case is, it was a retirement home. So she, you know, so it was a bunch of families coming in and she's like greeting them. Oh, hi. Oh yeah. You're here to see Martha. Oh, she's up. You know where she is. Okay. I will see you in a bit. And she looks to her right, you know, this fam- there's like little kids there. She looks to her right and there's some old lady just giving a guy a blowy on one of the chairs. Oh, <laughs> she's like, what are you guys doing? And they're like, what? But they clearly like, they're, they're just so out of it. They don't know what's up. Right. Anyway, I, I, I tell that story because it's something that's funny, but um, she says one thing she notices about old men all the time is that their balls are constantly hanging out of their shorts. <laughs> I'm like, why is this? She's like, I don't know. It's like the weight of the testicles eventually pulls the scrotum and just elongates it over time. And these men who are in their 70s and 80s, they have these extremely long scrotum with their oh. balls kind of like hanging out all the time. So it's not totally untrue to suggest that these old guys are tucking in their their balls into their knee pads cuz i just had gravity takes it's like boobs man boobs don't look like those normal true. boobs forever yeah it's like come on you got to apply the laws of uh newton's uh third or something law is a what, what, what Gra- do we say gravity <laughs> gravity oh yeah yeah gravity yeah no that's well, wait, honestly this is a theory nobody knows that gravity's real come on now is that oh wow isn't alex <laughs> isn't that a failure and now this this might be a deep cut here isn't that a a loosening or a a degradation of the the cremaster muscle that holds the testicles and contracts them? The cremaster muscle. A, 
Oh, it that that um, you're talking about like that when you're that tightens to bring your testicles closer to your body when you're cold. Yes, this is. I didn't know the name of it. Yeah, I didn't know the name of it actually. The the crew master, the crew master muscle, and I and I I I know that name for a really unfortunate reason. (laughs) I'm sorry. Oh God, no. My Korean master muscles expand and contract as needed and incredibly fit. Quick, quick twitch, Alex. Quick twitch. Um, no, there's, there's a, uh, sorry, a little further digress. There's an awful 1999 art, art piece thing called the Korean master cycle made by the, the world's most untalented artist. I think his name was Mike Hayes, John Hayes. I can't remember his name, but he made a seven, Oh, about a six and a half hour series of seven movies called the cream master cycle. It's the most low budget piece of crap in the world. It's auctioned at like these seven movies. One of them auctioned for 500 grand. He's an artist and it's mostly just a movie about balls, his balls, his prolapsed anus and his balls. So what? Yeah. hundred percent a thing took the art community by storm as a constructed, a constructivist, Art phenomenon in ninety nine. by storm, but like a category five hurricane. Category <laughs> f- or like we need to g- clean up in all aisles. Like it's just the silliest yeah. thing. They called it the cream master cycle, as in oh my God. the cycle of his balls contracting, contracting and loosening. And, and yeah, okay. yeah. So this sounds like something I never want to see. It's. I hope no one ever sees it. The fact. Fortunately, we're all dumber for having listened to you talking. <laughs> <laughs> You have made so, no sense. Simple no, God would have mercy. been fine. Yeah, so may God have mercy on your soul. Yeah, that's okay. why I know what the cream master muscle okay. is. Interesting. Yeah, and so. you know what? Do you know why that is? Right, because your your sperm likes to be kept at a very very specific temperature. Very specific temp, and that's why your balls get shrunk and unshrink. And and when you're super hot and they're super hanging, it's because you're too hot close to your body, man. They need to cool down. So your body's very good at thermal regulating your testicles. But that's, but Alex, that's what, that's what but if we were intelligently designed, why wouldn't our intelligent designer just make our sperm be able to live at the temperature that our bodies are at? Isn't that a much more intelligent way to design a body? <laughs> yeah, I would be right. No, Have you ever seen like man intelligently designed? Have you ever seen this like graphic? It actually has like us with much larger ears that are more like bat like ears so we can actually mm-hmm. hear. Ear <laughs> our, our, our eyes are not forward facing. They're actually more to the side so that we can see in a more circumferential. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It has like our, our teeth are way different um we have webbed fingers and toes we in fact don't even have real ankles they're like you know like more like a dog's back leg like there's yeah. like a whole bunch of things like it's like this is what an intelligent human would actually look like if we were if, if it were designed with purpose to be the best predator and all these kind of things mm-hmm. it, we'd have more hair because we're hairless and we're cold all the time so it's like we're the worst we're the worst designed animal on the planet <laughs> so we just just make our environment suit us instead of suiting our exactly. environment. Exactly. Right? So, yeah. It's it's funny how I guess if intelligent design fails, I guess we always have just an evolution argument. I guess you know these are the traits that won out when uh, you you're mean the theory of evolution, Adam. It's a theory. Yeah. Yes, okay. a practicing working yeah. theory. You piece That's of shit. yeah, <laughs> yeah. This this the this evolutionary marvel that gets 
ass crack boils that can be so painful <laughs> that they're worse than yeah. childbirth that has a, a, a pilonodial infection a yes. pilonodial yeah. infection that has a, a testicle muscle that can expand and contract just to keep sperm <laughs> the right temperature for <laughs> optimal <laughs> impregnation <laughs> we've literally sacrificed everything for the testicles yeah, yeah. nothing else is good on the human body but the, the testicles it. Thermal regulation is excellent. Okay, oh, so uh, grew back to grooming. So we have to talk gro- about grooming. The term grooming is thrown around quite a bit, and um, uh, it's become a tagline, tag word of the right. But it's very ill-defined, and the, I find the more it's used, the more it's obscured. So I wanted to talk about like what is grooming, and give a real-time definition—not a real-time, an actual definition—by people who actually worry about grooming so uh, have you ever heard of the rain group probably not the you don't rain travel in group. grooming circles so yeah i don't groom so, rain stands for rape abuse and incest national network it is the u.s's national it's the u.s's largest anti-sexual violence organization and it's got like about it's they've been around for about 27 years now they're really concerned with grooming and they have a definition for what grooming is, as you should, right? If, you, if you're going to fight against something, you better know what you're fighting against. So they say one tool common to those who sexually abuse. So do they use the word abuse here? Not inform. Abuse kids is grooming. It's a manipulative behavior that the abuser uses to gain access to a potential victim coerce them to agree to the abuse and reduce the risk of being caught. While these tactics are used most often against younger kids, teens and vulnerable adults are also at risk. Mm -hmm. So is telling someone that you have a husband grooming, Adam? No. By definition. By the definition of grooming, it doesn't appear to be. No, but if you if it, hear this non-stop by the right. So this is this is I think the most but actually, you know what it is? I think it's it's a reason A why we need a more vocal and outspoken Chris Hansen, but also B the to catch a predator guy. But also B yeah. it's it's well, it's a it's an attack. It's a political attack on the right of, of a course. community of people that is historically known to be scapegoated for the political cause of the day, which is Correct. like, Correct. you know, the not I if, if in recent memory, this is well in my earliest lifetime, but in later lifetime, um, how scapegoating of of the AIDS epidemic against gay people is just well good that'll take care of the problem in and of itself in that community. Yes, like correct. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. just the new version of that. Only now, since society has finally progressed, keyword here, we have progressed, and we're like, oh, we can um, we can have new definitions and understanding of what gender is, um, how sexuality uh, is manifested in the human being. Um, how how entertainment can be, what education looks like, really more accepting in a progressive kind of way. But there's still going to be that community of people who wants to demonize new folk and mm-hmm. really malign them and say, no, they are after our children. 
clutching their pearls. No, to your point about that, there's been, have you heard of this? I think it was a drag show for kids or something, or it's a drag, kid drag for, li- it's a drag library book reading. Is that, yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay. I think we had just talked about this. This is what I was you trying to mention. It. Yep. Yeah. It was like, uh, it's as a, a, a man in drag reading to kids and conservatives went totally full retard on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, they, and then they call this grooming behavior. And this is why some of those laws in Kentucky, uh, or sorry, in Florida that don't say gay bill, where you're not allowed to talk about your home life. All these things, conservatives keep pointing to this term called, you know, they keep saying, well, it's grooming, it's grooming, it's grooming. And it's like, so I'm, I'm thinking I've heard, I've, this term grooming has only cropped up in the last probably six months. I haven't really, it wasn't a mainstream term that all of us were using all the time. Though when you said it, I could immediately infer what grooming if you were a predator, a sexual predator of children, what grooming could look like. Mm-hmm. So, you know, again, I kind of did a little bit of a dive on this to see what it is. And again, the dis- there, there's there's some distinctions here which we should draw. A, a drag queen reading Curious George is not developing trust with children and getting them to keep secrets. It's not desensitizing them to sexual topics or touching it is not isolating them they're they're not isolating these kids that's out it's it's just a group of people and there's a guy reading a book right they're not selecting their victims based on who arrives at these at these at these um these readings not right even so even a little <laughs> no they're not attempt they're they're not attempting to make their behavior seem normal either it's an event where it's like this look at this person this person isn't normal look at them Let's talk about why they're different. So all of the things that we expect from child sexual predators, none of that's happening, right? So it can't even, it's not, doesn't even leave, live in the same place as grooming, but grooming, the term grooming is being weaponized quite a bit here. And I think this is like my point about why I wanted to bring it up on the podcast was that it's like calling Donald Trump Hitler. It's like, stop calling Trump Hitler. He's not Hitler. He's just not even close to being as bad as Hitler. I don't like the guy, but he's not Hitler. And doing that makes Hitler seem kind of cooler, I guess, or less devalues the impact. Yeah. It does devalue the impact. So using the term grooming devalues the term grooming in the real sense that uh, places like um, Rain are trying to stop. Right. Or Ashton Kutcher with Thorn is trying yes. to stop actual grooming. He's like, yes, we target people who are trying to build emotional connections with children to exploit and abuse them online. We yeah. seek these people out. We essentially trick them into thinking they're seeing a child and that they're paying for a child sex show online or worse, they get to meet with a child if they pay a fee and then we are effectively catching this predator. And okay, so you're bringing up a good point. Um, we, or you're leading me into something that I think you're uh, you're saying a little bit here. Remember, do you remember when we had um, some changes to the sexual education curriculum in Ontario under the previous level liberal government? When oh, when they started saying that if if good touch bad touch happens under fully alive, like is that is yes, that what it, was? Yeah. it was something along those lines, but. They were introducing kids at an earlier age to topics of sex. You might say, well, okay, 
why do kids need to know that? What's going on? It's like, well, the internet fucking exists. Yeah. And the internet is a deep, dark, dangerous place for fucking adults. There are 50-year-old women sending their life savings to princes in Nigeria. So if, if, if those women who have all of their faculties and wisdom about them, you might say, are able to be taken in by online scams, then that means that the mind of a innocent 10-year-old is very able to be taken in by a scam like this. So by, by, by a groomer. So I just think that we, we didn't have that. No one said that out loud. Like, hold on, hold on. The internet's a dangerous place. So this is interesting. Rain makes a very interesting uh, comment of this online grooming often involves adults creating fake profiles and posing as children or teens in order to befriend someone and gain their trust. Now, none of these gay teachers who just teach in schools and are married to men or women or les- gays or lesbians, they're not, cre- I, I don't see them doing this, but anyway. It almost um, it almost goes without saying, these normal people living their normal right? fucking exactly. lives yes. are not yeah. doing this. Why okay, are you grooming. putting them in the, ca- the category yes. of sexual predator, sexual predator. towards yeah. children? Like, what? So you might say things, some of the conservative backlash towards the the sex ed curriculum was something like, well, no, we'll handle that at home and well, we'll just restrict internet use. And it turns out restricting somebody from being close to the internet now leaves them woefully inept to actually deal with things that come at them on the internet. Oh, as I'm you taking, might imagine, right? I'm taking yeah. your source of being able to exposure is the key to is the first step towards eliminating Correct. ignorance. So eliminating Correct. exposure increases potential for ignorance and ultimately makes you pray. So Rain actually says the first step towards combating this is to actually give kids more freedom as they get older to be online more. And make sure they're attuned to the risks and are comfortable talking to you about those experiences. Now, if you have a child who you've, who's conservative, who you've told them sex is bad and don't ever talk about it and don't talk about your downstairs parts and we don't say these words in the house, how comfortable do you think your kid is going to be talking to you about actually being groomed online or saying, you know, I met this person the other day and they, they're asking me to send them naked pictures of myself. It's like, I'm glad you told me that. So I, I, I think that there's there's some number of conservative children in households here that are going to be victims because of the pure stupidity of their parents, right? And they're the type of people who are using the term grooming like it's like it's sliced bread, as they say. So I'm I wanted to bring this up because I hate people who use conservative taglines. And then when I say, well, tell me about grooming, they're like, well, you you go, go look or you, you know what it is. Why are you asking me? It's like, no, I know you don't know. That's why I'm fucking asking you because you're just saying something out loud that makes no sense. You're not actually sure what it is. So as we like to do, I like to we're going to arm our listeners with the idea of what actually grooming is and when it's not grooming. What what is when you walk in and see something? When do you know it's not grooming? Well, here's all the reasons, right? It's it's not child sexual predatory behavior by people who are who are pedophiles or are just attracted to to minors, right? So, yeah, I want to be is, very clear about that. Yeah, and this is where I think this is where the the demagoguery has to pick enemies. Like the, again, Visigoths. We have we're Visigoths. Yes, yeah. 
Again, pick our yeah. Visigoths at the gate. Is it the liberals and teaching your kids about sexual education? Or is it the world. actual fucking predators? It's, it's, the, it's those damn dirty lips teaching them critical race theory. And how dare they let this groomer into the into the classroom yeah. or into the library yeah. to teach my kids because then because then i have a few enemies i have a few enemies where i can always make sure that they're to blame for my child coming home and saying a thing that maybe i'm unfamiliar with maybe i'm scared of maybe i don't know much about but this is i and honestly i didn't think i'd say this but in the immortal words of the great warrior poet william smith Oh no, no, no. Alex. <laughs> parents just don't understand. Like this is this is the real problem. Yeah. This yeah. is this and this is I hey, we're two people who are not parents can at least be like, oh my god, I'm so glad my father gave me the sex talk and said like, kid, it's gonna happen. You'd like, it's going to be awkward. You're going to, it can be a lot of fun, but you're going to be horrible at it. But try to have fun, yeah. be open-minded, uh, like, you know, use protection. It's like, these are, these are like base foundational conversations that, you know, our father had to have with us back in the day. Yeah, exactly. The conversations that parents are having with their kids these days is not only that, it's like, all right, okay, I know you're going to be mad at me or we're going to get into a fight or something. Don't retreat to the internet to find somebody who's going to just listen to your problems without any context, you know, talk to your friends that, you know, I'm not like, I'm trying to parent you and try to discipline you. So you become a better human being and not because I hate you or I like, I want to ruin your life. And it's also like the, the internet is a place where there's a lot of minefields. And this is where maybe there needs to be like a rule 95 of the internet. And that's, everyone can be exploited. It's just a matter of timing because totally, no, you're totally right. Yeah. That's anyway, have you ever watched that, 90 Day Fiance? That is people being exploited to some extent. You know, like that's the way Fiance, it goes. Yeah. Whether that is the 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 um, the the Bangalore call center pretending to be in your area to sell you HVAC, whether that's you know your YouTube channel has been taken down. Do you need me to help you? And it's a scam artist. Like these are yeah the the best scams are all about volume so that they can get you at the right time and exploitation can happen to anybody the brightest the dumbest children unfortunately do not have the life experience to prep them for the type of scam that is sexual exploitation and the sexual exploitation aspect of it is so so vicious because you have these people scamming real predators scamming children out of potentially compromising photos of themselves that's already happened one kid has already committed suicide because the scammer had a ransomware attack against the kid and said, if if you don't send me this money, I'm going to send these photos to all your friends. I have your contact list. So yeah. kid in compromising position kills himself because the thought of his no coping mechanism. Photo, no coping no mechanisms. No coping mechanisms. No Couldn't one to tell the talk parents. to. No one to yeah. talk to. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's the like, perfect and, storm, really. And yeah. then of course the parents to say if it only if only they had just come to tell me, but it's like, okay, but what yeah circumstances that's vic- have you that's set victim up. shaming yeah. that's victim shaming what circumstances did you set up to yeah. give me a, a, a line of communication because i know that when i got in shit growing up yeah two, first words out of my mouth were always bradley's gonna kill me but that's good yeah that i knew <laughs> i had to tell him i had to call yeah, him yeah. and be like i'm in shit like i'm in i'm in deep shit but well that's okay so this is this is this is the the relationship 
and this is not braggable, but it's just one of those things where you knew that you could tell our dad something crazy and he, he wasn't, he might be mad, but you knew that he still was going to help you. And that is a big distinction, right? So, um, I had a friend who got a girl pregnant and they were really young. And this friend said to me, look, uh, you got a car. I need you to drive me to this clinic to drive us to the clinic. And I struggled with, I'm, you know, I'm 17. I've never been to an abortion clinic before. Don't know, don't know what we're going to meet there. I know people protest outside of them. I, you know, it felt like we were doing something wrong. I I just really struggled with this. And I was like, fuck, I got to talk to an adult. (laughs) Cause like, (laughs) and then what adult, yeah. What adult do you talk to? You're like, I'm not going to any of my teachers at school because they'll, they'll, they'll lose their mind. So it's like, I got to go. So I went to dad and I said, you know, I got this friend. It's not me. I swear it's not me. Uh, and he wants me to do this. And he goes, who is it? So I told him and he's like, get his dad on the phone. I'm like, oh no, like, he's, yep. you know, he's going to hate me. And my, and dad goes, look, as much as he thinks that his dad's not there to support him, his dad's 100% there to support him. And his dad's going to be pissed and he's going to be pissed at you for telling me and everyone's going to be mad. But in the end, this is the right thing to do. And I'm glad you came to me. And I was just like, this guy's going to fucking hate me, man. <laughs> he's going to like, we're going to get in a fight. He's going to beat me up at school or he couldn't beat me up, but it didn't matter. I thought we're going to be, this is going to be bad. And it turned out that was, he was right. He, that the, he's the adult. That's why I went to him. And we had, at least I knew that he, he would have the answers, right? He'd be, he'd be there. He'd listen to me. Imagine on the opposite side, this guy that I knew, he couldn't go to his dad. That's the juxtaposition here. He couldn't go. And but not for me going to my dad, what would have happened? I don't know. But um, his dad didn't have those conversations then. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't apprised of whatever the comp he did. I mean, our dad said, just there's two things I never want you to do. Come home with the police and don't get a girl pregnant. It's like, <laughs> yep, okay. Those yep. are simple rules to live by. <laughs> right. So like, I don't care what you do. You're gonna drink. You're gonna you're gonna have intercourse. You're gonna you're gonna try drugs. I know you're gonna do all that stuff. Just don't don't drink and drive. Don't come home with the cops. Don't get a girl pregnant. That's it. That's it. If you can do all those things, you're gonna be fine. And we were, we were fine. And in fact, we're like, I remember being like, somebody's offered me drugs. I'm like, oh man, my my dad would be pissed if I did this. <laughs> you know, <laughs> You had like an internal mall, like he was your conscience in some way because you're a fucking kid. You don't have a conscience, man. Everything is, it feels good, do it. That's the way, yeah. you know, what's the, yeah. it's the Sloan song. If it feels good, do it, even if you shouldn't, right? You're so the I most think, susceptible uh, to feel good totally. feelings. Yeah, totally. So I think um, this grooming thing is leaving, to your point, is leaving room for bad things to happen to these to, to kids by overusing the word by mislabeling people groomers I, I think it's you know it's it's a, it's a it's toxic it really is oh alex the more that it's and this is to, to echo the sentiment of right-wing politicians in 1991 the more we focus on the gays that are constantly spreading hiv in their communities the less we are talking about women in their 40s who are actually the most the, the the most susceptible to spreading HIV to their partners. And now we have an entire swath of straight men who have HIV because of their female partners who had HIV because we didn't talk about the straight community in HIV in the late 80s, early 90s. 
demonize the outgroup. That's the key. Here's something we, we didn't know as well, just to talk about the spread of HIV. Um, I don't know if you, you may know this or you may not. You can spread HIV in breast milk. Did you know that? Oh, shit. I did yeah. not even friggin' know that. Okay, so when we look at third world countries where we have AIDS as a as a uh, predominates their their society for whatever the reason the only you can't feed your kid formula because formula is extremely expensive so hiv positive mothers or aids positive mothers often have to breastfeed their kids and unfortunately they just don't know they that's how the that's how aids predominates so that's a major way in th- so people think oh all these, and, and let's be clear, when we talk about thir- the third world, we're really talking about countries in Africa. So the idea, this sort of like this black male rapist or black male assailant who's spreading HIV, that's actually not how HIV is being spread. It's yeah. being spread through. So it's mothers not knowing that they have HIV, one, because they don't know. And two, they're spreading in their breast milk to their babies who then just grow up not knowing they have it either. So this is, that's actually how it's predominating. And it's, that is a little known fact, actually. So if you are HIV positive, you can deliver a child. Your baby does not have HIV. But the moment you hit, you you give it your breast milk, you've now passed it. So that's kind of a, a weird fact. I don't know if you knew that. Because oh, the shit. placenta is its own system that keeps the baby separate from the mother. So it doesn't actually, it's not like the mother's blood is in the baby. I think that people, yeah. like non-medical people don't really think about this kind of stuff. But like, once I say that, you know, people will be like, Oh, I guess that that is yeah. It's like the baby's its own person with its own blood type, and it's it's just separate from the mother. It's simply drawing like I mean, yes, that there's nutrients that steals like a like a tiny alien that's ready to burst forth from the like chest a parasite. Of, it's like a parasite. Basic. It's its own it parasite, little parasite yes. that so it sucks, is, sucks it's nutrients stealing, from the mother. Yeah, that's right. It's stealing but all. Not that, a mosquito. Right? It's not a mosquito. No. It's not pulling it's, blood. Yeah, it's not a vampire baby. As yes, uh, maybe of course. That's what think it's about. Not, yes, the Antichrist. Okay. Yes. It's, yeah, yeah. That's no, right. It's not Rosemary's is, baby. This is oh god. <laughs> this is an incredibly nuanced understanding. Which, which again, how do I demonize? Pregnant mothers feeding their children with their breast milk because they're too poor to buy formula. Because they're starving. Yeah. Yeah. You how just do I, can't. How do I demonize them? I can't. I can't. Yeah. Demonizing them is tough. Yeah. yeah. But demonizing yeah. the out community that's a little bit new and weird and different than me, oh, that's a lot easier. Again, the trans and drag community as basically enemies or Visigoths at the gate trying to groom our children, way easier to demonize. Yeah than likely the colleagues I have that like molesting let, children. Let, or, let's be totally fair though. Oh, that's another, that's a, that's a whole other bag of worms, but let's be clear though. There are people who are either who are straight, who are uh, gay, who are trans, who are dra- dress and drag, who are just cis mechanics who are, uh, you know, just anybody there are people who groom children for, uh, for, for, for predatory behavior, and they come from everywhere. Everywhere, but they are not, but they are not everywhere all the time, right? So, like, it's like the the subsection of the population who even attempts to groom a child is so infinitesimally small. That doesn't mean we shouldn't be on the look for it. The look at which that doesn't mean we shouldn't be prepared for it. It just means that there are yes, there are gay men who are predators. Absolutely, there are more straight men 
because of the dispersion of the population of straight men who are predators than there are gay men, right? That are predators. There are more straight men who are predators or cis men, whatever you want to call them, straight white men who are who are exploring their predatory behaviors than there that by a probably uh, a factor of I don't know I'm going to make it up factor of ten. Margin. Yeah. It's a huge margin than trans women. Okay, so. Th- the, the idea that the Visigoths are trans women and gay men are, it's it's like that is wildly against the numbers. There are, mm-hmm. there's simply nothing that suggests that, but they, I, this grooming idea and the throwing of this grooming term around is just, I think it's just really toxic. And it's, you know, again, you're probably right. It's this Visigoths at the door kind of BS, but uh, anyway, I, I did want to just do a PSA kind of on this. So when you hear somebody say groomer, and they mean it in the ne- in a derogatory way. You can immediately know you're stupid. That's where, <laughs> That's it, yeah, right? it's just like thank yeah. you for telling me that. Yeah, I you, need, you told I need me to all give I need. You, to yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't bring enough crayons so that you, we could have a, a <laughs> conversation. You understand, but now you've let me know that I I don't want to talk to you. No, this That's is, one of my favorite lines to use on people. I have neither the time nor the crayons <laughs> to explain this to you. I say it to people, like when people are genuinely being mean um, and they're like, what, what? And they go, look, I, I just don't have the time or crayons to explain this to you. Let's just drop it. And that's, a, I'm being a dick, but it, they're usually like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. The joke's even lost on them, but but I yeah. have laugh. Hey, you know what? I And there's, like, that's a sick burn. And and it is a sick burn, right? It's yeah. a sick burn. I think kudos <laughs> to a sick burn. But the this is what I find uh, I think enraging. It's the wolves sleep among us, and it's almost like the it's almost like the opportunity conversation every kid gets told to them as a kid. You can be anything you want to be. Every kid has that opportunity, and then every adult essentially manifests this. You can be anything you want to be. You can be a complete piece of shit. You know, child predator online. Um, you might, granted, there's a nuance here. You might have a proclivity towards children that's currently being researched. It's really tough to research, but you might also just be an actual, you know, weird sex power hungry piece of shit who wants to, mm-hmm. you know, stup kids, which is like, you know, if I wasn't a proponent of chemical castration before, Alex. <laughs> like, yeah. So, they, okay, that's funny because there is some. Work to suggest chemically dastrating them doesn't actually work. Doesn't work. Um, yeah, but be, and again, to your point, it, it could be that this is a, a part of who they are. It's like being gay, and I think that's what's problematic about um, pedophilia or minor attracted persons, as they're being called. Maps. Yep. Maps. It's like, it's, it, that's the. That's the. It's. It's difficult, and I don't know if we talked about this podcast before, but my my buddy Chris had sent me an article saying it was um, a company who was going to make child sex dolls and Japanese child sex dolls. uh, I was like, yeah, just the idea of it. People are like, I don't even want to talk about it. Let's not even have the conversation. And I'm not trying to engage people on, you know, child fuck dolls. That's just obviously not, I don't go around talking about (laughs) this, but I, it's, it was to, to curb the, it's like, uh, methadone for heroin addicts. To, That's to what this was. Predatory behavior. Yeah. Yeah. And now some people are like, well, I mean, this could be, this could get deep here. It's like, well, well, maybe it's going to 
increase their appetites. Yeah, that that's possible because yeah. it doesn't. But satisfy. no one's, But nobody starts with methadone. They start with heroin. That's the, so, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. So, right? so I, it's like it's like I, oh, I, let's do some methadone. Oh well, it could make you want heroin. It's like fucking right. It's going to make me want heroin. <laughs> right. This, so yeah. This is this is incredibly. I I I know more about this than most just because my buddy's girlfriend is a sex therapist doing her PhD on maps she was well she's oh, trying okay. to out of mcgill and i remember this from a two, i think it was a 2016 2017 york university article about a professor who was trying to understand um pre pre-act pre-active pedophiles basically maps yeah. so if you're not if yeah. you're a map you're a minor attracted person who has not acted on your your proclivities yeah. or the thing you want to do but if you're a pedophile you you're classified as a person who has acted on it Correct. So yeah. in, in some way, shape or form. So he was studying so, what is effectively maps, which is a very shitty distinction, right? Like, you no, attract I, I, kids, yes, yes. Or uh, yeah. you've acted I, on I your think, attraction to kids. So conservatives will say, why are we delineating two? It's like, well, it's, it's kind of important if you're a person. Remember the cannibal cop? Do you remember that whole thing that went down a couple of years ago where the cop had this guy was online? He was a police officer. I don't know where from. It doesn't matter. And he was talking about cooking and eating people. Mm-hmm. And he was, he lost his job and was, I believe his name is in, Army Hammer and he was, he's now no longer a, an actor. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's like, is thought crime, if, if talking about that is yeah. that bad, well, okay. Um, people who talk about killing themselves often do. People who talk about going in and shooting up schools often do. Often so do. So there, there is some like, yeah. you know, there's some reason it's it's reasonable to assume people who talk about being attracted to kids and sharing photos of them and 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 whatever and and doing that it's reasonable to assume they will become pedophiles so i i do i do see that this is a very gross topic that people don't want to look at or touch or you know not in my backyard kind of thing so i totally get that but you can't we aren't going to find a solution to it if we don't if if somebody's thinking about it Yeah. yeah and i actually was introduced to maps by um Actually, uh, Katie Herzog and, and on uh, the, the podcast blocked and reported. They yeah. have a they have like a two hour podcast just on this alone about why, what the distinction is, and and they give some of their ethical dilemmas on it. And I think that we're probably treading in the same space here, but well, it, well, it's it's yeah, it's, it's, it's a difficult oh, one. Oh, it's a yeah. it is by no means an easy topic to to broach because so a you've said something very interesting that I want to come back to, and that is thought crime. So if we condemn people on thought crime, we are no better than a religion. That's like that's yeah, correct. So that's yeah. in a in a reasonable society that has rational approaches to all problems, even the most foul and disgusting that we can think of, we have to not condemn people to thought crime. We have to yeah. address people's thoughts and figure out ways to deal with it. That's like that's kind of the only way to move forward because yeah. the, to to condemn these people to the underground or the black market makes the problem hell of a lot worse. Yeah, so, it's a problem you can't get a hold of. You can't chase it if you don't know where to start, yeah. where it's running from, right? So yeah, I'm 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 with you there. It's like the sunlight is the best disinfectant kind of argument, yes. right? But um, and, and this yeah this. I'm, this year, the reason I want to bring up this York University professor is because he was one who he was one of the first people to say he's like, in my researching of maps, I have some bad like I have some he's like I have some things I got to tell people about my research and it's not going to sound nice. He's like my research of maps it's it's much closer to these people's proclivities towards children are, are much closer to a sexuality than it is a like a deviant behavior. 
Mm-hmm. And he's like, these people seem like they've always liked kids. And I don't know if it happened at birth or happened at a young age, but he's like, in the wiring, it it's like a wiring thing. Yeah. It's not like they were seeking they- deviant behavior and this is where they wanted to go. It's like yeah. they are wired this way in a different way. Yeah. yeah. So I've actually heard that they've, they have more distinctions now where if you're attracted to kids who are prepubescent or, or, or post-pubescent or, like, or post-pubescent or like teenagers. Yeah. So there's, there's different categories now because some of these people you'll say, Oh, so you like uh, 10 year old boys. It's like, no, that's disgusting. They're that's totally gross. disgusted by, by the inference because that boy hasn't entered puberty yet. And they're not, they're, they're not, they're, they're a child, not a boy. Or, yes. or the, they're or a child, like a not a teen, teen. And, and they make a very clear distinction. It's like the way if if I said, um, like you're 30 now, and I said, Adam, you want to date an 18 year old? Like it's totally legal to do that, but you, there's no way you'd want to date an 18 year old. Right? Yeah, I'm like no, like, no man, no. It's there's we, something wrong with it. What are we and talking about? <laughs> exactly. So they have a distinction within their communities about what even that the, what their proclivities, uh, you know, are, are are attached to. So. Again, it's it's gross, but so my buddy Chris, he's a philosophy major, and he 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 texted me this article, knowing that I would view it as a, oh, this is interesting. This is an interesting thing. Not like, what the fuck, man? Why would you text me something like this? So so he was like, you know, what do you think of this? And I said, I don't know. Like, there's a part of me that thinks if I gave a map, this doll that was again, like look, look again, men fuck women sized doll it's an inanimate object let's let's be clear it's, it's an a, inanimate it's object a, yeah. it's a silicone doll it's, it's uh, you don't even have to call it a doll you can just sell it's a it's a silicone it's increasing object increasing the gdp by 2000 bucks a pop yeah, right <laughs> so men have intercourse with these dolls all the time but to just make the doll more miniaturized and look like a child somehow people go that's fucking crazy and i said well look if if I gave a doll like this to one to one like potential pedophile, and it curbed their desire in a way that they never offended, and we saved one kid, okay, that's that's worth fine. it. So worth but it. We don't. But we don't we know. We don't know. We don't know, and why? Because it's not well studied, and that, that's well the problem with yeah, with yeah. with not studying something. Yeah. yeah, it's the same as climate change, right? We could have all these anecdotes about. Well, things look like they're getting warmer, but if no one studies it, we're not going to know. So, um, I yeah. don't want to be the person who studies maps or pedophiles at all. I don't Except even want to be. I don't want to even know people who are doing it. To be quick, quick interjection: Climate change sure. is very well studied. Actually, some of the pioneering evidence was from um, the oil companies who knew that climate change was happening back in the fifties. So, it's a thing. It's totally happening. I just want to make sure we're totally on. You're right. You're right. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was driving it home with it more. Something closer to home than touching children. Yeah. Which, no, but, but everyone yeah. that's just listening to me say that line is like, I, I, I think we need to get off this topic. But yeah. no, but. I, so I got I to gotta tell you, because it's, it's fascinating in the difficulty of trying to expand the knowledge base. So my buddy's, buddy's girlfriend has a special computer she has to use at the university oh, fuck. in order to go on to these forums and access the con like the places where they trade content stuff and she yes. has seen some fucking atrocious shit i bet like, she has yeah like the to the point where i'm like how do you cope with that she's just like in the pursuits of e- expanding our understanding yeah. i'm willing to make the sacrifice she's like i'm a she's like i'm pretty well desensitized now that's me today like I could be haunted by this, but I don't know. But ultimately, she's trying to expand the the knowledge base on this. She's been 
um, contacted by the police and she's had to like give her full credentials. She's been like uh, her IP has been flagged by uh, internet service providers and she's like no i'm a researcher this is what i'm doing oh like, jesus she has to like prove her identity can you imagine can you like, imagine just and this is like the difficulty with it and you can understand why it she is she is scraping the the gallows of the internet yeah, to find people totally. who are willing to talk to her about their what they deem an affliction and as a therapist if she's ever confronted with it in a in a clinical setting she has to report them to the police so in this in this context, she's saying, I'm not coming to you as a therapist. I'm coming to you as a researcher. And I want to understand why you are the way you are. Because if we don't understand why you are the way you are, we can't, we can't, we come up with no remedy. And I, I like her goal, she's like, I find it fascinating because there is no remedy that exists for these people. They're no, driven no. to the black no, well, market. Well, there isn't, there isn't now, but there isn't there, now. There, there could be. There yeah. could be, yeah. but we, but much like all, clinical medicine works, you need to research different remedies before you start deploying them en masse. But in order to get those initial research remedies, you need to, you need a, yeah. a sample population to be like, all right, will it, will a doll do it for you so that you never offend? Because once you offend, like it's over, like you've what just you say to the- You've committed treason of so in some way, shape, or form. You've stolen a citizen's life. Yeah, fair. I don't know. I, I I'm I'm trying to think of an answer to the people who say, "Well, we should just kill them all." Right? It's like, yeah, when, that's a pretty fucking extreme case to take on. You know, but this yeah. is where pre-offending it, thought. You know what it sounds like to me? It's like it's like shooting the mass murderer in the head before he has a chance to tell you why he did it. That's kind of. Why I that how I see this, but, but Alex, I, that's yeah. the case of a pedophile. In the case of a map, this is a pre-offending yeah. person with thoughts that they just have to deal with. So again, I think, and this is when she's got, she said something very grounding to me. She's like, "Remember when you were like a teenage boy and you just finally realized you like girls, and all you wanted to do was get girls to touch your wiener?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." Kind of. I mean, still, <laughs> basically to this day, I'm just like, "Ah, that's kind of what I all I want." And she's like, "Now imagine that." proclivity or that desire was from an underage person and you have Uh, no way of talking to these people to get them to do it and i'm like that is a it is a horrible concept to try and imagine she's like yeah now imagine it's inescapable imagine it's not a deviancy it's not a thing you can just turn off and i'm like that sounds like a prison of the mind or like a prison with my own sexual proclivity not my deviancy my proclivity. And I'm like, that sounds awful. I, that If I feel, if my sexual compulsion is towards an underage person and I have no remedy, no way to talk about it, except going to these dark communities in the underground where maybe I don't want to see dark content, but I get it anyway. So I'm I'm guilty by association in some way. No, no that's, that's a good point. It's like, like mushrooms. They're all in the dark and they're all going to grow together. And it's like, yeah, uh, yeah. So it's like probably, I, I, probably not a like, good place for them. Yeah. If you can find a remedy for at least that that one person, because I'm like that person pre-offending is is just is just a thought criminal. That's it. And what I I how can I condemn thought crime? I it's no there is no reasonable and rational body on this planet unless you are a fundamentalist religious person that has a right to condemn thought crime. 
that, unless you're Tom Cruise in Minority Report, then unless the Alex, the precogs yeah. are different. That is behavior based. <laughs> unless I don't think they had. I don't think they had so much like universal prescience of the mind. I feel like they had behavioral prescience mm-hmm. of understanding. They, no, they, they were arresting people for thinking they were going to murder someone in the future. Really, well, were, I mean, if you think about it, they were at the meditation phase. Like okay. that's where All that's right. where well, that's. Well, me, me, that's that's behavior. We'll agree to agree that that's his fantasy land and doesn't actually apply here. But I just thought Alex, it was funny to say. All I know is that Tom Cruise running is the most weird, fascinating thing. I can't stop watching. I'm not sure how he's pumping his arms and legs and like the the way he's doing it. It doesn't look like it doesn't look like it should work. But he is. I don't know if he's on a treadmill or I. I it's it's very confusing to me. Yeah. I w- I I implore all of our listeners to press pause on on the podcast right now <laughs> and go on YouTube and search the compilation of Tom Cruise running 1985 to 2018 and it is it. it is a non-stop calorie burning thrill ride of Tom Cruise <laughs> running away from things towards things in sandstorms, at sandstorms, it is invigorating. I love it's it. really it's Claudia and my favorite foreplay to watch. You know, it's really, it's <laughs> really really heats up the oven. Oh, watching yeah. Tom Cruise move, just run and pump his arms up pump and down, arms. and do that. <laughs> Breathe. <laughs> yeah. So, Alex, that's the research into maps and grooming. Um, anybody who thinks that yeah. the average drag queen is a groomer can go fuck themselves with an iron rod, hopefully spiked, maybe even rusty. And uh, that's that's how I feel about I'm it. I'm going to actually recommend the Blocked and Reported podcast on by, I think it's, I'm just trying to think, it's, uh, it's Katie Herzog and I forget the other guy's name, but they do a two-hour deep dive on what a map is. And uh, I think you can find... You can find them anywhere you would find us. Actually, let's do housekeeping because where you can find them, you can find us as well. Housekeeping today is brought to you by the letter R for Republicans who think grooming is done by everyone who's not them. <laughs> Let me guess. You're a Democrat? Probably a groomer too, eh? Like, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. You filthy lady. groomers, yeah. Yeah. Um, where can people find us, Adam? People can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor FM backslash Baropium. We are here, there, we're everywhere the internet is, except in Qatar, Kuwait, Syria, Saudi Arabia, and I believe United North Arab Korea. Emirates. Yeah. Uh, well, Korea, hold on. Korea. Old Kimmy Poo's a fan. I know he is. I, s- <laughs> I love it. I see the IP uh, address from North Korea pop up. Let's, let's be real ourselves. For any of our long time, all both of them, the listeners, um, please rate and review on whatever podcast platform yeah. you are on right now. We'll accept five stars. We'll accept four stars. We'll even accept five stars. And if you are... <laughs> If, if you also want, I'm sorry. If you also want to follow us on your respective podcasting medium, we'll we'll take that. I I highly recommend yeah. you do that. You get a little bell that notifies you when our hit of a next episode is coming out. And now you guys might think I'm saying a hit of X, as in a hit of bropium to the arm. But no, I'm saying it because I'm a big fan of the Grammys, and one day I think we're gonna have a hit. <laughs> a hit. <Yeah. laughs> 
All right. Well, it's been a slice, bro. Alex, until next time, hopefully brighter, shinier, more fun topics. But my guess is that there's going to be some awful things <laughs> to discuss. <laughs> <laughs> until the next time we discuss the depravity of the modern world. Yes. Yeah. Let's just do, let's do Zerbrenica next time. Nothing like a good genocide. Anyway, Alex, <laughs> until next time. <laughs>